It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mild conditions continue for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. We'll see areas of patchy fog in the morning, mostly sunny through the day. Mild temperatures with our highs in the mid-70s. For tonight, we'll see increase in clouds, a few stray showers into the early morning hours on Wednesday with our lows around 50 degrees. We'll see more cloud coverage on Wednesday with decreasing clouds, highs in the lower 70s. Currently, we have 42 degrees in Salem and Roanoke, 42 in Danville, 46 in Bedford, foggy there, uh, 50 in Lynchburg. There's a dense fog advisory in both Lynchburg and Appomattox, 51 degrees there. And then in uh, Amherst, parts of Nelson County, uh, we've got some fog there as well. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Well, we're glad you're joining us here on this Tuesday. Hey, don't forget, it's Come to the Table Tuesday. It's brought to you by Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind you it's time to be kind. And you can uh, also get your uh, honey-baked ham up to 10 box lunches from Honey Baked Ham. And all you got to do is text us your name and your uh, email, 434-248-0704. We'll be uh, announcing that winner a little bit later on. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. And uh, we're going to go to the phones now here on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. Hi, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. You were asking about diesel trucks. Yes, I'm <laughs> concerned. I hear 25 days yeah. and we're done. I hadn't heard that, but I know we get we get our fuel at our on our terminal. But uh, just to give you a prospect of what's going on, last night I didn't drive all that far, but I still put 74 gallons in my tank. Oh my goodness! Jeez. Wow. And we have we'll trucks out now. here that have two. Some of our trucks have 200 gallon capacity. Wow. So well, you they, know, they go they, they go like go to Florida and, and out west and right. up north and all that mess. And, I, I drive what's called local, which is about anywhere from four to six hundred miles a day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I'm a local driver. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of miles. But you know, they were teasing us or trying to scare us uh what maybe four months ago saying that DEF would be running out and, uh, and that would be hard to find. And that never happened. So I'm, I'm hearing some right. that in 25 days, the nation's diesel fuel will be depleted. It's literally gone, but uh, you know, you, it's, it's hard to tell what's, what's happening. Well, well, we get, get our, uh, we get our fuel brought in by, I think it's West that's been doing our fuel. Mm-hmm. But now so you think about it, you went 75, if you use 75 gallons, that's what, Three hundred and seventy some dollars mm-hmm. in to refuel. Yeah, that's in a one lot. Day. In one day. Okay. But every you know one if they, day. I'll probably I'll probably have close to eighty five today because I'm going down to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then head back up to Roanoke, Virginia. Wow. It's no wonder things are are no. as expensive but, as they but are. But if they deplete diesel. I mean, everything runs on diesel. Farmers' tractors, right? Our our groceries and every all supplies get to us by diesel. Trains, everything's diesel, right? It, it's they, you know, if, yeah. we de- if we deplete that, we're we're in serious serious trouble. Yeah, yeah, we are. Trucker Thanks, Bob, Biden. thank you. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for calling in this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't help but be concerned about the livelihood of of your, your truckers. Although, 
I mean, we got to have our truckers to get our, our things where they have to go. Yeah. It's just we're not going to be able to afford anything yeah. once it gets here. I think people take it for granted when they get something off the shelf, they forget that that came in an 18-wheeler. Right. I mean, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a truck. Or in some cases, it doesn't come in the 18-wheeler. Thus, my Duke shortage. That's so right. That's right. That's tragical. It's been stopped. Yeah. That's right. So it just makes you wonder what's going to happen i had really predicted that by this point in mm-hmm. the game biden would have come out and said that we were going to tap into more of our reserves here at home yeah just to try to get some votes switched he, he's over he's too busy with double chocolate chocolate chip but he should have done it by now yeah uh, if he was going to do it but he's out there doubling down saying oh if you vote for a Republican, they're going to undo everything that I've done. Well, Good. would it be Good. that could happen? Yes. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That's the best thing that can happen. If that were the case. Reverse everything he's ever done. So I don't know. I mean, he seems to think that that's a bad thing. I think the majority of Americans thinks that it's a good thing oh mm-hmm. here's my duke supplier now Uh-oh. uh-oh do you have a message for me the bat flies at midnight is that the code <laughs> hey janet how are you i'm okay now the truck hadn't got there yet but i couldn't stand i had had to call when y'all were talking about the diesel shortage yeah you know, we my fuel surcharge and it's a figured on mileage and all kinds of things you know by the weight of our trucks they have tripled in the last two years, wow. our cost for delivery. Mm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, on top of all the other things going on, you know, and it's adjusted weekly. So each week when I give my statement, it's whatever the fuel charge is at the, you know, cost. And, and, and that uh, makes it really hard for you to plan, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when I see diesel go up 20 cents, 30 cents, I'm like, well, that cost me another 100 bucks this week or whatever, you know. And, uh, you know, but we won't have the Duke answer until about 8.05. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going expe- to expect a call, friend. <laughs> I'll let you know about the Duke call. All right. Okay. Thanks, thanks All right. Todd. Appreciate it. Of course, that's uh, Todd right. Ramsey from FNL Market. You know, he knows better than anybody yeah. how these fuel surcharges impact everyone. It's that's it's, amazing. It is that, amazing. And he can't he can't be expected to just absorb that. He, you're gonna have to these these well, owners have to give that back. They've got to make up for it. You'll be out of business. So think so about it trickles that. down. You've got the fuel surcharges. Right. And he's not the only one that sees that. I'm no. sure restaurants and things, they, they see that too. That's right. Then you've got the minimum wage debacle mm-hmm. that's going on. And even though it's not, you know, it, $15 is the minimum wage in Virginia right now. Right. They have done such a great job at driving home to people that $15 is the minimum yeah, wage. Right. That anything less than that is an insult. Yes. That it really has transformed the way people think. Yeah. And yeah. that's what they count on. Absolutely. Before we went into break, you and I were talking uh, on the air about uh, America's most dangerous law. It's a new Illinois uh, fairness and equity. It's it's safety, accountability, fairness, and equity today. The safety act. Safety. So clever. Yeah. Yes. Some of the things like 
ending cash bail, limiting health uh, flights, determine whether defendants are a flight risk, and allows defendants under electronic monitoring to leave home for 48 hours mm. before they can be charged with escape. They can get some pretty good distance uh, between them mm-hmm. and the authorities in 48 hours. Uh, it was signed into law last year. It will go into effect January 1. And there's at least one candidate saying, I don't think we we are, are thinking clearly about what's going to come from this. No. Uh, I think we can uh, project that if criminals are allowed to run free and police officers can't protect citizens, citizens will start protecting themselves and taking the law into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I don't understand. This 764-page act passed both chambers in seven hours with no formal hearings, wow. no debates, no input from stakeholders. Three former Illinois Justice System officials wrote that into the Chicago Tribune. Unbelievable. It says the whole thing is just a potpourri of everything. Mm-hmm. It didn't bring into consideration law enforcement, judges, stakeholders in place. It basically allows criminals to go free. You can do a lot of crime in 48 hours and a then, lot just, of crime. then go back home and you're going to be forgiven. Well, they won't consider you a, a flight. Right, yeah, right. If they can't pin it on and you, if I you guess do wanna, that's true. Yeah, if you do want to leave, you can get a long ways in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, 10 hours, I can drive to Daytona Beach. In you know 48 I mean? hours, you can be long out of long this country. Long gone. Yep. And For already, sure. Yep. No um, matter where you live. Wow. In, in, in two days, you can be anywhere. Yeah. To a country that you can't get extradited. That's right. From. Uh, Proponents say that the Safety Act will combat systemic racism and make criminal justice more equitable. Enough already. My goodness. Since uh, minorities disproportionately face higher rates of pretrial detention. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, we've gone over this on the show. That's right. Before. We'd be ending wealth-based jailing. Mm. And restore the presumption of innocence in our courtroom. I mean, in my world, everyone's a pony and they eat rainbows and poop butterflies. That's right. I mean, that's where these people are. That's right. There's no reality. And the bond schedule is very, very important because it's, it's just, you know, a lot of people think judges just say, oh, I'm, I'm going to put this bond on you. Some, some certain circumstances they can in some states they can, but the judge has a bond schedule that they follow. You do this and it's this amount of bond. So if you do five or six charges and if you're charged with five or six things, the judge is going to look at you did this. Here's your bond schedule. You did this here, and then tally mm-hmm. it up. That's your bond. Well, but, and let's think about let's think about domestic assault mm-hmm. here for a minute. Let's think about women. Yeah, because women always get the shaft, yeah. especially now. We, we catch it from all ends. The abuser is going to be out of jail before the victim gets out of the hospital. Well, not only that. If somebody's trespassing, mm-hmm. like if I say, you know, this person is on my property, right? Our the police officers um, would be they they can give you a ticket, but they can't remove you. Mm. They can stay on the business on their property at their house. He says we are creating anarchy mm-hmm. because the police won't be able to do their job, and people will feel like they have to do the job. And people aren't trained in the use of force. But sometimes I think... That or the, to de-escalate. Yeah. Sometimes I think that the the federal government and, I'm going to say Illinois, 
That way I can aggravate all the school teachers out there. Uh, <laughs> but it, sometimes I think they're pushing our buttons till they'll, so they'll force us into being vigilantes or civil war, and now they've got a reason to take our guns. Right. So we have to be careful. Because you're out of control. That's right. You're out of control. Well, you created this where we have to Environment. use... Environment. That's right. You created it where we have to protect ourselves. Yeah, and now Thunderdome. You, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We'll be back, and we'll be talking about how... We have a lot more in common than we are apart. Jesse mm-hmm. Waters talked about the kitchen table yeah. uh, issues that people are really concerned about when it comes to the midterms here yep. on The Morning Jam. You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Chicago's new new theme song, Beyond the Thunderdome. I mean, it really is starting to, to feel that way. But when it comes to the things that people are really concerned about, this is what people are concerned about. Yeah. They're concerned about the safety. Uh, they don't want things to turn into the wild, wild west. Although I have to tell you, we're prepared for that if it, if yeah, it we are. gets that way. Well, the, the guy that robbed the Quickie Mart the other night had an extended magazine on his gun. And wow. that's very, very concerning because that means he's ready for battle. He's mm-hmm. just not, I mean, he's thought it through to get more ammunition out of that magazine. And when you see stuff like that in our in our local area, that's very concerning because he's thought through, I may have to use this gun and I may have need multiple rounds to do it. Right. So. And mm. and one of the things that, that we talk about, and for those of you who are just joining us here on The Morning Jam, Marco Galbraith sitting in today. Uh, co-hosting and part of what you do mm-hmm. is you teach people how to properly handle a right. weapon how to have situational awareness how to de-escalate nobody wants to use right lethal force no no and, and it's amazing verbal judo is what it's called de-escalation but it's amazing how if you talk to somebody and give them respect you can you can de-escalate the situation. Now you don't have to use your firearm or your. Now sometimes they're not going to let you de-escalate. You have to go right to, to uh, to force. Unfortunately, right. so you got to know that fine line. Is is this the type of violence that I can de-escalate, mm-hmm. or is this the type of violence where I need to put distance between myself and them, or I need to use some type of force? Well, and uh, we were talking last night. I was talking with with my Mark last night, and we were talking about the bullying thing and mm-hmm. how so many things you know, come from that. And I, and I said, girls can be the worst. Yeah. I mean, sometimes girls are the worst. And he said, did you ever deal with that? And I could always verbally stop someone in their tracks. Exactly. To where it never got physical. That's right. Because that was my method yeah, of, yeah. Of, of dealing with that. But not everybody does that. Right. Not everybody is capable of right. doing that or nor guys, do they want to do that you're right and a lot of guys don't want to do it because that's not the tough thing to do right well you know exactly. what there's nothing wrong with talking your way out of a fight because you don't have Mm-mm. to go to court you're not getting sued you're not getting charged you got your blood in your own body at night I mean, right there exactly. is there is nothing wrong nothing wrong with walking away from an incident well the the bottom line is for the most part uh, Americans are all concerned about the same things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the main media is telling you. Right. It doesn't matter what you're reading on Twitter. 
uh, when it all gets down to it, we're concerned about those those kitchen table issues. Jesse Waters had an interesting piece on last night. We're going to share a little bit from him today on the show. The American people realize they have more in common with each other than the Democrats have led them to believe. We all want the same things, no matter what we look like or what's between our legs. Safety, security, good schools, and low prices. The country is united around these issues against the Democratic Party. And it's the biggest threat the left has ever faced. Herman Munster said it best, identity politics, Michigan, and she joins me now. So, Tudor, I know you're up against Gretchen. She seems to be playing the race card, the gender card. She's all into the schools, trying to change everybody's mind and getting their business. What's the strategy to prevent that? Well, I think you're exactly right. Right now, Democrat politicians are confused. They're saying, wait a minute, our talking points aren't working. Our own people are turning against us. And in the state of Michigan, it is definitely happening. What you're talking about, this Biden agenda to come in and change our kids, it's happening in the state of Michigan. We have the Department of Ed talking about having kids transition behind their parents' back. We have pornography in our schools. And suddenly, one of our stronghold Democrat communities, Dearborn, Michigan, that is majority Muslim parents have come out and said, we're done with this stuff. You, we want our Democrat officials to stand up against this. And one parent told me that when he went to his Democrat official and said, I want you to stand against pornography in our schools, they called him a bigot. Now they're told realizing you. we're losing votes and we don't know how we don't know how to stop the bleeding right now because they can't get off of this radical messaging. In the meantime, they have people asking, how can we afford gas? How can we afford groceries? Inflation is rising. We're headed toward a recession. And all you're concerned about is whether or not kids are transitioning and whether or not we can teach them about sex in school and what did they do the mm -hmm. minute the muslim said something mm -hmm. about it all of a sudden they get labeled as well now we don't like the muslims all of a sudden they're, they're going against they're us. shameless that's right there is absolutely nothing they won't do yeah nothing mm -hmm. and now you've got and especially in that part of the country right the Midwestern states where there's a, a large Muslim community. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. You get hardcore Muslims oh, and yeah. you start trying to do this with their kids. Mm -hmm. You think it's ugly with Christian mm -hmm. parents? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just keep going and see how that's going to work yeah. for you. That's yeah. not going to go well. When they when they start radicalize Islamic terrorism, it doesn't play around. Mm -mm. They will not play around. And I'm not saying that Muslims are radical. Or, I'm not you know, saying all of them that, are, right. but the ones that are very, oh, yes. very dedicated yes. and hard-lined, I mean, if you really read up That's on right. that, you know, they work in, they get into the... The Quran the air, leads and then, them to be very aggressive. And they're just they're waiting for you to, to do the very things that you're you're doing, because you have That's to remember, right. you know, the, the hardcore Muslims have been saying all of America is like this anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's what they've been t preaching, and yeah. now it's coming true. Yeah, but you know, I I I, re I don't respect them when they blow up buildings and run planes into to tall buildings. But they are aggressive with their beliefs, and if we had been like that twenty years ago, we wouldn't be talking about things we're talking about this morning, because we tend to sit back and just let things happen. We've got to get aggressive, and we've got to put our foot down with these people. Uh, the one woman who has been very active in in this uh, among the school board said she was stirred to action when her six year old son was scolded and reprimanded for saying "Oh God" after falling down in in school. 
They're uh, working to educate and empower parents to push back on progressive policies being adopted by school districts across the state. And so far, it looks like maybe it's paying off. Mm -hmm. And the Muslim Americans want the same thing as any parent in this country. The right for their children to get a quality education without being indoctrinated. I don't think that's asking too much. That's right. That's right. And it shouldn't be political, but it only seems like, you know, conservatives and Republicans agree on this. Everybody else just acts like the world is going to come to an end if we don't give into this. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you're definitely right with 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 the, I think the general population want the same thing. Unfortunately, there's a huge part in this country that is misguiding. And if they keep us divided, then we're not paying so much attention to them. We're fighting each other. Well, I I, I suspect Mm-hmm. that once election day comes we may not be nearly as divided as they would like yeah, to say I, I that think we you're are right you're right i mean i i hope i'm right if we don't have election fraud uh, this this november 8th i think we're going to see a huge swing because people are fed up mm-hmm. their fe- their wallets are fed up their bank accounts are fed up well they're just crime exhausted they everything are. is exhausted it is and it the, is and we've reached the end of the rope we've tied a knot on the end of the rope uh-huh. and now we're just hanging on for dear life right and that doesn't make for very cooperative no citizens for sure it's not fun anymore coming up we're going to have wdbj7 on the way don't forget in our next half hour uh governor glenn youngkin is going to join us to talk about the very things that we've been talking about this morning, and that's the urgency of education reforms in Virginia. The NAEP results are in, and they are dismal. He's going to talk to us about it in the next half hour here on The Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Marco Galber, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure thing. time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 mild conditions continue for today i'm meteorologist christian johansson we'll see areas of patchy fog in the morning mostly sunny through the day mild temperatures with our highs in the mid 70s for tonight we'll see increase in clouds a few stray showers into the early morning hours on wednesday with our lows around 50 degrees we'll see more cloud coverage on wednesday with decreasing clouds highs in the lower 70s We have dense fog in the Lynchburg area, 50 degrees right now. Fog in Bedford, 45. Roanoke is 44 and clear. So is Salem, 43 in Danville, 51 in Appomattox. There's a dense fog advisory there. It's uh, foggy in Amherst as well and 52. 
there's a there's a dense fog in the White House too. Oh my word! A very dense fog. Yeah, we're going to be playing some of that dense fog here in a minute. <laughs> uh, residents of Grayson County may have felt rumbles from an earthquake around 5:30 this morning, but the earthquakes below 2.5 magnitude are not widely felt. Located nearly on the Virginia North Carolina border near Galax, the earthquake was felt and reported by dozens. Did any of our Southside friends? feel that this morning uh if you did feel it they would love for you to report it the closer you are to the epicenter the better chance you would have to feel some shakes or some hear some loud noises many have asked if the small earthquake can indicate larger earthquakes are coming clusters of earthquakes can be indicated uh a larger one on the way a one earthquake can be isolated on average virginia sees about six per year so they don't all occur at the same time. Have you ever experienced an earthquake before? Uh, and yeah, uh, a couple of years ago up here, they were paving the front out front. Our house sits pretty far back off the road, right? And they were paving, and the house started rumbling, and mm-hmm. the we have a like a chandelier, and it started moving back and forth. Yeah. And, and I thought, man, that that paving equipment is pretty <laughs> intense. And it was an earthquake. I did the same thing when yeah. they were building the bypass yeah. near our home. Yeah. And and they were, I mean, they would do explosives and things like that. Right. And this is when the children were really, really small. And I was just like, they are using that way too close to the house. Yeah. But it was, it was an earthquake. Yeah. And I even, I even grabbed the children. I mean, I had them all and was standing in a door frame because right. it was, it rattled for I a little was, while. I was home yeah. alone when it happened, like the big earthquake in mineral Virginia. Like I felt it back at my, my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first, like, because our washer machine were stacked on each other, and, like, it would shake, and you could hear it. Right. So I thought it was that. Yeah. And literally, I all, because it, it shook the house, and I was just like, that was weird. Yeah. And I, like, called my mom, and I was like, what? And then all of a sudden, like, the house shook. But it's so funny, you can have somebody a, a mile away, and then they don't hear. Yeah. Right. Or feel, or feel anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh It's, it's a weird feeling, yeah. That way, for sure. Yeah. We have a story out of uh, Williamsburg where a a man escapes a Williamsburg mental health hospital there. Uh, Christopher Fagan is 32. He escaped from Eastern State Hospital. He also goes by a couple of other names, Michael Lee Malone, Christopher Fagy. Uh, He has, uh, he'd be pretty easy to spot. He has lots of tattoos uh, on his arms. He also has a skull with a woman's face tattooed on his face and he was last seen wearing all gray sweatpants a shirt and a sweater he's five foot nine very small 135 pounds and virginia state police are saying please contact them if uh if you uh, come across uh, this gentleman at all Hmm. Uh, lynchburg city council candidates are uh, doubling campaigning costs compared to 2018 They're doing whatever it takes to get your vote. According to the Virginia Public Access Project, the seven candidates running for city council have spent over $137,000. That's nearly double of 2018. With midterm elections right around the corner, candidates are headed towards the finish line of their campaigns. Of course, you see signs up everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got billboards up. We have uh, ads running here. Um, It seems... Most of the money, uh, Stephanie Reed is at the top of the list, spending 46653 Marty Mischens, uh has spent about half that amount, and that's followed by Trené Tweedy, uh, Larry Taylor, Bo Wright, Walter Virgil, Patrick Earle. 
uh, all there. I've noticed that the Democrats don't say they're Democrats. They oh, say, no. Have you seen that? They say LDC, supported by Lynchburg Democrat. I don't know if it's committee or commission, whatever it is, but but they'll put out LDC. They will not write out that word Democrat. Most because, of them run as independents. Yeah. They don't want people to know they're Democrat. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that just See, says that a lot. tells you something. That tells a lot. That that says a lot right there when they won't write it out. They put the LDC on everywhere. You got to know if you were proud who you're of your, voting for. Yeah, if you were proud of your party, you'd spell it out. Mm. Well, look, I, I get it. Nobody's proud of their parties Mm-mm. anymore. Mm-mm. But that seems to be where we are. Uh, winning jackpot number announced. Folks in the Hill City are hoping to win big. Uh, somebody may have won the Powerball jackpot drawing it's at 625 million did you play trey you said you were gonna i forgot <laughs> we're terrible <laughs> keep me busy here we're terrible lotto people uh winning numbers 18 23 35 45 54 and 16 and uh there's some folks you know hoping that they're gonna do well with that so mm. we shall see i guess what would you do with the money if you won if i played i probably would win because i've been i, I drove two hours to vote against the lottery so i've yeah. been very preachy against it right so that's probably why i shouldn't play um i mean i would make sure my family was taken care of I yeah would be debt free and yeah and then i would give to other people right yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. trey what would you do peace i'm out <laughs> hawaii or <laughs> i don't know i'm out <laughs> Oh, wow. Janet and I are talking about world peace. and Trey's Yeah, yeah that's right. Trey's out. <laughs> Trey's like, I'm going to spend it all on me. No. And it's going to be great. Uh, I would do the nice things, too. Well, you were talking about going to uh, to to Disney. They said I'd you probably use all the money on one trip to Disney. Yeah, yeah you, you, you would. probably would. You would. Uh, there is a, a widow who wanted to bury her late husband at Walt Disney World in Florida. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Look, I can't say anything. I work with Mark Lamb, who's going to be buried in a Cool Whip container. Yeah, So right. nothing surprises me right. anymore. Uh, this woman was coming from the UK to bury her husband at Walt Disney World in Florida. And she says her plans to bury her late husband were ruined after an airline temporarily lost her luggage containing his cremated remains. Joyce Jackson of Wales alleged that Virgin Atlantic accidentally left the suitcase containing the ashes of her husband at the Manchester airport. Jackson, whose husband died from a tragic accident last year, intended to bury some of Gordon's remains at their favorite vacation destination near what would have been his 80th birthday and their wedding anniversary. Jackson said Gordon loved it here. He would talk to the characters it wasn't a pilgrimage, but I wanted to bury some of his ashes and our wedding rings there. Well, they've got uh, tombstones in the Haunted Mansion, so you could sprinkle them there. I can't imagine even being more buried at Disney. But I mean, does, right. I, whatever people want. I, I, yeah. Is that even legal? Can you do that? There? I don't know. I guess you can. Uh, they were married for 57 years, blamed the bungled baggage on what she described as the airline's flimsy bag tag which she thinks has fallen off. Oh, Lord, did they lose them? Did they lose them altogether? She got to Orlando, no luggage. She said, I travel light, only had what I was wearing. 
not even a toothbrush. Well, that's your first mistake. Right. You always pack an online oh, bag. Yeah. You travel enough to yes, know you yes, do that. Absolutely. That I got you a lose your bag. luggage one time. Yeah. You have seven pairs of underwear and extra shirt. That's right. And all your toiletries in your that's pack. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Just saying. Uh, mm. She says the staff at Disney World were helpful when they learned of the uh, predicament. She said the worst thing was the rings and the ashes were in the suitcase. She was burying them in the garden at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Okay. And then a kid's going to build a sandcastle with his remains. I don't know. Isn't that nice? Apparently, I don't know that they even, I don't know that they've even found it yet. She had to spend almost $800 to replace lost clothes and toiletries. $800, really? Yeah, that's a lot. Mm, okay. Uh, Virgin Atlantic not responding. Yeah. I saw where a mother in Spotsylvania County charge, is charged with her son's murder after he ate THC gummies. What on four earth? Year old, four-year-old boy ate THC and, and died, and they charged her with murder. That's something we got to be careful of with Halloween coming up. we got to really make sure well, that, that and candy And the fentanyl. Is, yeah, yeah. The candy is sealed properly. Check it. You know, wow. Well, they're saying that, uh, you know, we're seeing so much more of poison control. Right. They're seeing it with. Um, children, and they're seeing it with animals mm-hmm. right now. Uh, in places like San Francisco, the animals are eating meth and heroin off Unbelie- the sidewalk. Unbelievable. So it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, multiple women have been rescued from human trafficking scheme after paying to cross the southern border into the U.S. Two people have been arrested in Tampa, Florida, in connection with a human trafficking case that started in Cuba. They're saying Hmm. Uh, they were arrested on multiple charges, including human trafficking and false imprisonment. Multiple women between the ages of 18 and 24 were forced into stripping and prostitution. They were held in two small rooms, were only allowed out to perform sex work. They were rescued by deputies at a mall in Tampa. They were forced to work at various adult entertainment clubs in Hillsborough and the two suspects a man and a woman who were part of the plot charged each woman $60,000 to be transported out of Cuba. Wow. And then they were just abducted. And yeah. so they took their money. Right. And then they took them into sex trafficking. And a man and a woman were the suspects. Yes. So I guarantee you they felt comfortable because, because they were of the de- woman. The, because of the woman. Mm-hmm. And she was probably very charming. Right. And everything's safe. Lord them in. What kind of monster do you have to be to do that to, to people, force them into that industry? Pretty wow. bad. I, yeah. have, I have breaking news for okay. you, Janet. I'm ready. Todd Colton. <gasps> yes. Is he on the line? No, he had to hang up. But Did the delivery make it? It did. There ah. is Duke's Mayo at FNL. Five cases. So I hear you can't leave early. You can't leave. You know, Trey Look, I, I, lo- I loaded up yesterday. That, yeah, that's, you, that'd I, be the end. I can imagine him. that would be the end of the morning jam. I, I called him. <laughs> I called him on Friday. Sit down, Janet. Sit back down in your seat. He he had like stored it back uh, in his uh-huh. in his office. So I'm I'm good at least until May of 23. But heaven knows. FNL Market's go. getting bombarded right now. There's people. Yeah, there's gonna be a traffic if you, jam. If you want your Duke's Royal mayonnaise, you, you better get down you better there. get down there and get it. That's, that's right. for sure. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna be talking with Governor Glenn Youngkin and not about Duke's mayonnaise. We're gonna be talking about the education of our children when we return here Excellent. on the morning jam.
Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Hope you're having a great Tuesday so far. It is Come to the Table Tuesday, and that's your chance to win up to 10 box lunches from Honey Baked Ham on Candler's Mountain Road. All you have to do is text us 434-248-0704 and uh, put us, it, to put you in the running. Just tell us you know, where you're working, how you want to use these, and uh, uh, it's just time to be kind. That's what Harvest Baptist Church wants everyone to remember and a, a chance to break bread with people maybe you ordinarily wouldn't break bed bread with. Uh, we're trying to connect now with uh, Governor Yunkin, who is scheduled to be with us this morning. Uh, he wants to talk about this uh, national report card that we've received. It's not good. Uh, it was uh, the learning losses of Virginia's fourth and eighth grade students. Uh, it's pretty catastrophic. And, uh, and we'll try to get him on the line and, and get that conversation going here uh, very shortly as uh, we've got some, somebody must have gone over. It wasn't us. We didn't do it. So That's right. That's, I'm glad he's on that. You know, his, I mean, the majority of his job is dealing with this, all the problems we have in, in schools. And uh, he's already busy enough. Well, I mean, let's face it. That's how he won. Exactly. Election. Exactly. Is, is he won won people over that's right because he he made it very clear that parents deserve to be heard yep parents deserve to have a voice mm -hmm. and, and uh, he's doing exactly what he promised to do he is which is what we need right and uh and and people responded to that and as we talked earlier in the show i think people are going to respond to that um and and if we if we don't see a change in the midterm election, I'm just going to be shocked. Yeah. So. Well, we've got a lot of things to deal with, but I hope I hope that and pray that we're able to pull it off. And then and then if we do cha see change, that we get get those politicians in there that are going to put boots to the ground and get aggressive and start fixing what's been messed up for so many years. Well, uh, your your buddy from your home state, Ron DeSantis, he came out yesterday. And uh, said that he is vowing to end the political career of his Democratic opponent, Charlie Crist, while the later defended gender surgeries for minors. The debate got pretty fiery. Did mm. you able, were you able to see any of it? I didn't, but Charlie Crist is, is really saying some rude, almost vulgar things about DeSantis on Twitter. It's, it's pretty, he is. It's, pretty very, it's very unprofessional. He says, I know that Charlie is interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden. I just want to make this very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, there is that. Yeah. So uh, it's getting it's getting a, a little bit heated there right. for sure. But I'll, I'll agree. Uh, Chris got pretty ugly. Right. Right. When it yeah. came to that. Yeah. Uh, well, we've made connection with Governor Yunkin. We're very excited to have him on the program this morning. Uh, Governor Yunkin, thank you for joining us here on the Morning Jam. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. Sorry to be a few minutes behind. There's, oh, it's There's a ton going on. I, I will tell you, yesterday, yesterday was uh, another alarm bell. 
in uh, the, the serious challenges that our kids are having across the Commonwealth when it comes to keeping up. And previous administrations have really do, just underserved, done a disservice, if not damaged our kids um, with bad decisions to lower standards, to, to lower accreditation uh, profiles, and to shut our schools. And uh, Virginia's kids yesterday, uh, again, demonstrated that that coming out of the pandemic and as a result of these tough, tough decisions, we've got a lot of work to do. We launched the seven-point uh, initiatives to follow up on what I, what, I, what I ordered on January 15th when I started, which is to restore excellence in education. And we've got to, we've got to continue to go to work to, to raise standards, not to be the last, but to be the best, to make sure there's resources for our kids to get extra tutoring uh, that they need now, that we are, we are re-overhauling our entire accreditation system we're, we're continuing to work to fill teacher gaps, and most importantly, we're making sure that everybody understands that there are substantial resources in the system uh, at the state level and the local level, and those resources need to be put to work. This is a moment for us to band together and work for our kids. Well, Governor Duncan, we were talking before we, we were able to connect with you. The whole reason that you are here is because you do understand the plight of Virginia's parents and how they want to be involved with their children. They want them to have the best education possible, and they want to have a voice in how their children are educated. And uh, our listeners want to make sure that you know how much they appreciate that. It is dismal to realize that for the first time in 30 years, we've fallen below the national average in reading. If you don't have reading, you can't learn anything else. No, you can't. And I, I was I was uh, heartbroken yet again yesterday uh, when we look you know, let's look at our fourth graders. Uh, we we our fourth graders fell three times faster than the nation in mm-hmm. reading proficiency. Um, we we're dead last when it comes to how far they have fallen in reading. And oh, by the way, we're dead last tied with Maryland in math for our fourth graders. Wow! And how wow. fast they have fallen. And uh, this is just this is just re- reflective of of such bad decisions that were, were made by previous administrations. I'll tell you, in my previous world, uh, if, if that kind of report card showed up for someone, they got <laughs> fired. I guess that's what voters did last year. Right. right. And uh, we, have, we have been working hard here, but there is such a sense of urgency. And uh, that's why we need everybody engaged. You know, one of the things we launched yesterday was a series of tutoring support uh, we have $30 million that's already uh, appropriated, dedicated to support tutoring support. Parents can start to apply for that in January, whether that's a retired teacher uh, who's helping after school or small groups working online together. Um, and then on top of that, um, schoolhouse.world, and I'm going to say it again, schoolhouse.world it will offer free tutoring services in the evening online between 7 and 10 o'clock. You just have to come in and and uh, just fill out your profile and get moving. And if somebody needs help tonight in math, they can go get it at schoolhouse.world. It's part of the Khan Academy. It's proven. It's free. And uh, this is a great way to get immediate That's help nice. today. That's perfect. Nice. Very nice. We're going to put that up on our uh, on our Facebook page. We'll get that going uh, straight away there. What can our listeners do as parents, as grandparents, as family members? What can we do to support this agenda? Well, first of all, stay engaged. Uh, as you said earlier, I am a champion for parents, and uh, we're going to make sure that parents not, not only have a seat at the table, but they have the head seat at the table for their ch- kids, and uh, we're going to keep empowering you. And you can get engaged today. You can go to schoolhouse.world and volunteer to be a tutor. 
You can call your local your local uh, school and ask how can you get engaged to be a tutor. We need a parent brigade going to work to to support our kids and sitting down with kids and helping them with math and reading is critical. Uh, we have uh, big programs moving, but there's nothing more important than than uh, parents being engaged, adults being engaged in uh, in helping tutor kids right now. And so I and would like ask you say, you, not just arms, parents, join us in yeah. a brigade and go to work. Yeah, not just parents. Everybody, Our, the children are the future of the Commonwealth, and we all are are responsible uh, in, right. in some way to make sure that they're taken care of. Governor Yunkin, we appreciate you joining us so much. We appreciate what you're doing, and we look forward to finding out more about these new things you're putting in place at the first of the year. We're going to put this schoolhouse dot world up and spread the word that uh, this could help our children in the future. Bless you. Thank you for having me this morning, and I uh, just love being with you. And again, thank you for advocating for the kids and for parents. Uh, this is the future of the Commonwealth. And uh, please, go to, go to schoolhouse.world, get started, and come to, come to the website at, uh, at, uh, at governor.virginia.gov and uh, learn more. We've got it all up there, too. Wonderful. Thank you. We look forward to talking to you again, and uh, we appreciate what you're doing. God bless you. Take care. Bill Trefero's on the way at the top of the hour from the Roanoke News Desk. If you're curious about this schoolhouse.world, it is an interesting uh, uh, website. You can be involved. Go to our Facebook page. You can find out more there.